What is up, everyone? Welcome to the week one fantasypoints.com live stream here on Thursday night. Gearing up for the opener. We're going to be here every Thursday night. That's Greg Cosell right there. Adam Kaplan will be joining us as well. And we're going to try and be a little more concise this year. No one's sitting down to watch a two hour live stream. So we're just going to kind of bounce around a little more informal. Greg, um, we don't want to belabor points. I know. I mean, the problem is we don't want to leave meat on the bone, too. So it's a fine line, Greg. But how are you today? But we, we want to be a little better than Chase Bellinger. Wh- why? Oh, you're talking Cody Bellinger? Cody Bellinger, him, yeah. Oh, we want to be God. a little better than that, though. Literally one of the worst. What is going that- on there, John? Well, I mean, I think- this guy two years ago hit 305. Now he's, I mean, I, I happen to look at his stats at some point the last couple of days. He's got like 40 hits all year long. It is absolutely dreadful what happened well i think it's an injury injury. okay he's got a shoulder injury of course uh i believe injured while celebrating the game-winning home run in the nlcs there you go yeah that's neither here nor there but yeah i think that's what it is but you know i'm to the point where i'm like in a crucial situation this is going back to last year it's like oh great the reigning mvp's up we're screwed you know so Anyway, we can get to football, but I just I know you're a big Dodgers fan, as people can see your hat. And uh, and boy, he just fell off the face of the earth. Yeah, it's also hat season, Greg, because I don't have time to, like, you know, style my hair or anything like that. Like, who the hell has time for that? So we we, we don the lid. Um, Adam Kaplan will be joining us. So it's a little disorganized. But, Greg, obviously, the big news of the day, I yeah. guess we could, we can start here with Gus <laughs> Edwards. Unbelievable. But. I believe that Le'Veon Bell is done, and I believe that Devontae Freeman is done. I know that's a hot take, a strong take. Uh, maybe Le'Veon, you know. Well, here's how I'll answer that if I could. Go ahead. I think that Devontae Freeman's style, let's assume he's not done done, okay? Yeah. I think stylistically he fits where Bell does not because that is a quick-hitting run game. Yeah, Exactly slashing slashing right yeah and the other part of that run game which was very effective with Dobbins a year ago was where they'd get Dobbins on the edge off of misdirection pulling action right and Bell can't do that either what about Latavius Murray would he be a good Gus Edwards replacement I think he'd fit well because I think he's a downhill runner right you know I think that this game is built on the fact most teams will structure their fronts so that Lamar can't get on the edge. So therefore there's a lot of quick hitters inside where there's just enough room for a back to get skinny and get through inside gaps. And I think, like I said, assuming Freeman is not just totally cooked, at least stylistically, he fits that better. Freeman looks like a guy who is running hard, playing hard, trying to put his best foot forward, but it's just not the same. Like the, it may not be, it may not be. It's hard to know. Did you did you watch any of Tyson Williams' tape this preseason? No, I did not, so I can't speak to that. Man, I'll tell you what, you know, maybe it's a level of competition, you know, in late in preseason games, but, I mean, he's a pretty big dude. I, I thought he flashed. I thought he moved well, and I saw him catch a ball where he looked very comfortable catching it. So um, I, I think he's the guy to, to look at. <clears> well, right he's now. likely to be the guy this week because whoever they bring in, is probably not totally up to speed on all the machinations of that run game, which has a lot going on. Well, you know what? While we're talking it, uh, before Kaplan comes, Baltimore, LV, the Raiders, I mean, I got to think, too, that we'll see more of a reliance on Lamar, probably more designed runs. We could. 
it'll be interesting to see if they try to throw the ball a little more. That will be very interesting. Yeah. Do you think this is a potential problem? I mean, this is a big challenge now for Lamar as he tries to really contract year. I mean, it's kind of like a final exclamation point. Now he's good down his top two backs. Yeah. Well, the question becomes, and it's impossible to answer it, but we're just, we're talking is whether they believe as a staff that Lamar drives the system and that theoretically you could put any number of backs there or do they believe that while the system is built on Lamar you need quality backs in order for it to work we don't know the answer to that because if they believe that Lamar drives the system and the backs are not as important as as you might think and that a lot of guys could be effective you know almost like the old uh, Denver Broncos with with uh, Mike Shanahan you know if yeah, they believe right. that, then maybe Tyson Williams comes in and gets 22 carries and rushes for 140 yards. I don't know. Greg, we didn't know who, who the hell Gus Edwards was a couple of years ago, undrafted guy. I mean, three Rutgers. years in a row, he's had about 140 carries, averaging over five yards a rush. You're right. That's yeah. a great point. So I think Tyson Tyson Williams is the guy for those watching. You know, when in doubt, yep. go, go with the younger guy. Well, the point time. is they're not going to be a throw ball offense. So the point, the, the, the reality is, that they're not going to have Lamar drop back 45 times by choice. That's not what they are offensively, and that's not what they're going to do. But when they do throw it, I actually am feeling very good about Hollywood Brown. I know it's been a lost summer, but, you know, because of that, no one is looking at him at all. Right. We're forgetting that he was a very sought-after pick last year. And how about a little Mark Andrews right now? Good vibes there, Greg. I mean, that's what you – you're Lamar – you, you need to throw a little bit more. I mean, you're going to be looking toward your guy, Mark Andrews. Yeah, I mean, you know, I think they – I know they want their pass game to be more than it's been, and whether this is the week or not, we don't know. I mean, the Raiders are a revamped defense with a brand-new coordinator. Gus Bradley is pretty much – everybody in the league knows what Gus Bradley brings to the table. So, So from the standpoint of what you're going to get, there's not a lot of mystery to it. It's and predictable, I think, right? Yeah. I think it, it's relatively predictable. Zone, so zone this based. This might be a good week one game for, for Lamar in terms of what they're going to see from a coverage perspective. Right, yeah. I remember um, early last year, I think it was week one, um, week two. Uh, you remember, I remember you saying that uh, the Browns played a lot of zone and they did eat that up. Um, let's go to the Thursday night game here. Obviously, Mr. C is joining us here, but the Cowboys are taking on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and how, how big of a loss is Zach Martin here uh, for the Cowboys? You know, they probably want to establish Zeke. They're going to try, but the numbers, the efficiency is way down without Martin. And this is a tough first assignment. Yeah. So, I mean, I don't think I have much to add to what you said. I'm just curious as to what their approach will be because they've got three really good wide receivers. And I think Dak has really, evolved over time into being a high level quarterback so i think that they would feel that they could throw the football but obviously you have to protect and we saw what happened in the super bowl with the chiefs they couldn't protect with the the people they put out and the bucks d line was was dominant so could that happen tonight yeah um if it doesn't happen though i think that that dak would be able to throw the ball effectively i think we are expecting carlton davis to to be on amari cooper quite a bit like obviously not every snap 
would you view Carlton Davis? Is he in the shutdown conversation? First of all, I don't know if he is going to be on Amari Cooper. Yeah, I know. Because I think there's a sense that the best receiver on that team is C.D. Lamb. Yeah. This is what makes it tough, though. So I don't, yeah. Well, I'm just giving you my opinion yeah. based on tape. I think, and yeah. people I've talked to, I think that there's a clear sense that C.D. Lamb is the most gifted receiver of the three. Now, you're able to, you're able to say that knowing he ran 90% of his routes out of the slot. If That's he, not going to happen this year in yeah. my in my humble opinion, I agree. But I mean, if they're last start- year, they were very defined. Gallup was the X, Cooper was the Z, Lamb was in the slot. I don't think that will be the case this year. Oh, totally agree there. Totally agree. But I'm just, I'm just, you know, playing devil's advocate. Like, you know, if CD's lining up at, at X there, all, all the way out wide there, uh, is he going to be that effective right away uh, as he was last well, year? Well, don't I mean, forget that's... in college. He did line up outside in college. Yeah. He had forty-two percent of his receptions out of the slot, which means he had fifty-eight percent not out of the slot. So he, it's not as if he's never played outside. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Now on the other side of the equation here, Godwin is is good to go. I mean, it's a great matchup all around. But uh, is is there one matchup that stands out to you? I mean, I would probably. Well, I don't know to- how the Cowboys are going to match up. I don't know if they're going to play sides. I don't know what they're going to do because there's three really good receivers. You have Godwin, Brown, and Evans. And Diggs is one corner, Anthony Brown the other, Jordan Lewis in the slot. I I, I don't know. That's what I think. I yeah. think you you have uh, Diggs would be your right corner, right, on the defense. And the left corner would be Brown. And, and that would presumably be Mike Evans and A.B. more often than not. I think that they will line up. I think you'll see a lot of 12 personnel. I think you'll see them with plus splits with whatever two wide receivers they choose to put out there, and they're going to attack on the perimeter. They did that a ton last year and had great success throwing to the perimeter, which is not something most people associate with Tom Brady throughout his career, but they were very successful doing that a year ago. They get matchups because those receivers are tough to match up to. Yeah, the old jump out to a big lead or a lead and uh, you know start ru- you know riding and running, and running game a little bit. Uh, Greg, um, we'll get Mr. C's thoughts on pretty much everything. You could probably hop off uh, once we bounce around Philly at Atlanta. Your expectations for well, the Eagle offense. It's what are we going to see? Matchup. I think we'll we'll see two two tight ends. We'll see very tight end centric uh, running backs involved here. What else are we going to see? Well, I think you hit it. I think the the one thing they're going to try to do is stay in base as much as they can because Dean Pease is one of the best in the league with disguise, late movement, pressure schemes, and he does that out of sub, meaning nickel or dime personnel. So I think the Eagles are going to try to calm that down, regulate the defense, as it were, by staying in base personnel as long as they realistically can. Obviously, if it's third and nine, they, they won't. And in those situations, I think Jalen Hurts will see some things he's never seen before. But I think the Eagles will try to regulate that defense by doing just what you said, John, 12 personnel, maybe even 21 personnel, but with two running backs. It would not surprise me to see what's called the pony package with Sanders and uh, Kenneth Gainwell as the two backs would not surprise me to see that at all. I kind of like the weapons in Philly. I know a lot of it is on paper right now, but man, it's. It's boy. I mean, we were complaining about a lack of juice 
couple of years ago. They got plenty of juice now, Greg. They got, yeah. I mean, obviously they're counting on Smith and, and Rager to become really good players. If they do, the Eagles have actually very good skill position players, but that's an, you know, Hey, as we say, every time Don, it's week one, it's an unknown, but if they become that, they actually have good weapons and, and some, some speed, some explosion. And you like the Eagle D line where they're at. Do you Eagle think D line can... is, is really good slow down the run as they always do. Can they get to the quarterback? I guess everyone gets to Matt Ryan behind this old line that continues to underwhelm. Yeah, that's an issue. I'm and, 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 and I'm pretty certain. I don't think this is a profound statement, but you're going to see the Darius Slake out in early matchup. The yeah. question is, is Kyle Pitts. Right. Well, the Eagles have struggled against tight ends in the past. And I don't know the answer to that. I, if I, you know, I just, I mean, I just don't know who they're going to match up to Kyle Pitts. Yeah, that's a great question. And there he is. Look at that. Look at the timing. Look at the dress shirt. It's yeah. well ironed. And the beard. Look at the beard. Oh, my wow. God. Oh, shut up. You don't look a day see? under 70. That's Goodbye. He's all small. <laughs> Will you stop? <laughs> you know, by the way, I, we're firing you from inside the birds go sell without an insult. In fact, is there an HR? <laughs> we have an HR at, uh, at uh, Fantasy Points. I mean, you know, he's a businessman now, Greg. Look at this shirt. He's wearing. I know. Wow. No, I just did my hit on Sports Grid. Um, so if you've got cable or over the top, you can watch me. All right. Well, we were just talking Eagles. We, we okay. did cover tonight's game. We talked Baltimore backfield. Gotcha. We, you can yeah. chime in there. But, you know, uh, I, we were talking like Kyle Pitts against this Eagle defense. Yeah. That's uh, Greg does expect that that Ridley. Well, uh, would be Ridley but I'm not sure. You know, if they if they line up in 12 and Arthur Smith is a big tight end guy, mm -hmm. you'll see a lot of 12. You might even see 13. They sign Lee Smith. Then you could even see 13 personnel. So we know Slay will be on Ridley. I feel confident saying that. But who if they play man, yeah, they may not play man. Yeah. But yeah. the point okay. is, if they play man, who, who's going to match up to Kyle Pitts? Right. And, and the thing is. Singleton, yeah, I know, Greg, I know you like Singleton. He's I do like Singleton. Good football player, but Kyle Pitts is a unicorn. The, the way this guy moves, I cannot wait to see this. Because what did he only play? One play? I know he had one catch in the preseason. He played two plays in the final two, preseason. Two game. plays, right. Right, he had one catch. But this game, this Atlanta-Philly game, because this kid, Zacchaeus, who's uh, from the Philly area. Yep. Always uh, from North Jersey. but Olamide. They, right, a lot, right. When they spread them out, I mean, he's had a 50-yard catch. He's had a 90-yard catch. Yep. The Eagles are not deep at outside corner, man. This is an advantage, Sean. When they when they go eleven, wow, yeah. But it's I'm pass protection. You. The big issue is pass protection, right? And the the the, the area where Eagles have an advantage is on the inside. It's probably going to be Jalen Mayfield at left guard for Josh Andrews from Eagles guard, who they got put on, who got put on IR. They, the Eagles have a decided advantage, John, in this matchup. Their D line versus the Atlanta O line is a mismatch. Yeah, yeah. but if Atlanta could protect, plays are there to be made. Okay, well, that'll be the case every every game, I guess, because if we're worried about Atlanta's passing game, mm -hmm. I know it's Pitts mm -hmm. is exciting, but th yep. th they're thin at receiver. Steelers, Bills, very quickly. Greg, um, you and I discussed this on the podcast that we do. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast as well. Greg and I record a little primer on Wednesday night, but, you know, in Josh Allen's two games against Pittsburgh, one of them last year, you know, the numbers don't look great. What did the tape show on Josh Allen against the Steelers? Well, it's funny you say that. And I might've mentioned this on the pod. I thought it was actually a very good game for Josh Allen. It was week 14. I thought it was a game that showed his maturity because it was not a big numbers game because the Steelers obviously are a very good defense. And overall the Steelers in that game, and it was week 14. So it was later in the season. The Steelers played a lot of man coverage. 
and they pressured quite a bit. And it was the kind of game that you, you sort of had to settle into the game. And I thought Josh Allen did that. And, and the first two possessions of the second half, they scored touchdowns. They went down the field, scored and that, and that gave the Bills the victory. And Josh threw a lot of short balls. I don't have the numbers in front of me, John, from that game, but it wasn't one of those games where he threw for 350 or anything like that. But he played that game against a really good defense the way it needed to be played. And I thought that really showed how he's matured as a quarterback. Yeah, not all about the numbers. The numbers weren't weren't that good. He completed like 56% of his passes, but he did get a couple of touchdowns. One to um, Diggs, I know, and a great throw to Gabriel Davis in the red zone, where actually the uh, Steelers went with a split safety coverage, a zone coverage uh, in the red zone, and it was a great route concept to attack it and beat it, and he threw a bullet to Gabriel Davis. Is it fair to say that maybe they zoned up on him? I mean, that that, that seems to be a little tougher for a younger quarterback, not that he's that young. I mean, I'm I, just curious how they did such a great job, if you well, recall. Oh, I think the book is still that you – you play more zone, but he got better at that as well. Um, yeah. Okay. But certainly he's had great moments against man because it's very defined. Exactly. Do you, you know, do you think uh, how much of a drop off do you think we're looking at here with the Steeler day or, or any drop off? I mean, they just paid TJ Watt. They do get Devin Bush back, but they, they do have some departures, Greg. Do you think this defense is going to be weaker this year? No, because they had some injuries last year. You know, Joe Schobert's a solid pro. Um, we know T.J. Watt's now going to play after getting John Hansen money. So we'll <laughs> see. Um, you know, I, I don't think their defense is necessarily going to be weaker. I okay. think Highsmith is actually a pretty good player in his second year. You know, I think mean, corner, though. Isn't corner that's, that great? That's the issue. That's yeah, the issue. Yeah. That's the issue. Yeah. That's the issue. And yeah. they could see. One point to make about this game, John, is they could see four wide receivers because the mm -hmm. Bills last year on 15% of their snaps, right. the second highest total in the league behind Arizona, played out of 10 personnel with one back and four wide. And I'm not afraid of uh, this. Yeah, I mean, I, we have uh, Josh Allen ranked very aggressively. I, I wasn't afraid of the matchup overall, like I, like I would have been maybe a year or two ago. But on the, on the other side of things, uh, uh, Greg, I guess a quick assessment on uh, this Bills defense and and this matchup i mean they're they're haven't been a smothering type of defense more of i guess a coverage defense but uh you know rock solid right they do more than you think i watched a lot of bills d this summer i was a little nuts i watched far too many plays of the bills defense they do more than you think i mean obviously in their base and we'll see what the steelers line up with i mean the steelers seem like an 11 personnel offense to me but they're they're going to run the ball clearly more than they did a year ago you don't draft nine yep, Harris definitely giving the ball eight times a game yeah. um but, you know, I think the Bills do more things. They move people around more. They're big. They like those big defensive linemen, Epinesa, Rousseau, Basham. I mean, these are big guys. So that's they, they've got a type that they like on their defensive front. And then, by the way, their D-line has tremendous depth. That's why they traded Daryl Johnson to Carolina. Yeah. And Daryl Johnson played really meaningful snaps for them as a rookie a year ago. They love pedigree. Daryl pedigree. Johnson here. Yeah, the, the, I, I don't know if there are any uh, Carolina Panther fans. The, Dan Morgan, who's the personnel director with the Panthers, used to be with the Bills. This Dow Johnson's a good football player. It, it was pretty good fine. But Epinesa is taped from what I was told is pretty good. He's maybe a little bit better pass rusher than people give him credit for. So the, their defense is good, John. But for fantasy, they just have, they've been a little bit above average, not great for whatever reason. Yeah, they're not smothering. Yeah, they don't force turnovers. 
kind of like a Mike Zimmer D, really. But they were, but it's a good defense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. solid, disciplined though, very well yeah. disciplined. Yep. Well, Jets, Panthers. Um, we don't need to spend a ton on this, but you know, I will ask you, Greg, about Sam Darnold because they have a lot of weapons, and it looks like Brady is like. All right, we want our quarterback to be a distributor out here. We've got three good tight ends. You've got four good wide receivers. Is Sam Darnold up for that, though? I thought it looked good in that last preseason game, but you were like, eh, slow the roll a little bit. Yeah, I mean, I think what you, you try to do with Darnold is you try to really define it for him so the ball can come out on time, the ball can come out quick. I mean, obviously, as you said, I mean, they've got – They've got a lot of good receivers. They got more Anderson, the rookie Marshall, who I really like coming out of LSU, you know, for whatever it means, he had a good preseason. Um, you know, they've got weapons. I think Dan Arnold's been a fascinating player in all his stops with New Orleans, with Arizona. He may not be a, a volume target from a fantasy perspective, but he's an athletic tight end. Um, so, you know, I think they're going to try to control Donald. Obviously they start with the run game with McCaffrey, uh, but you know, I would expect Arnold to be better from a number standpoint. Whether he becomes a great quarterback is a different question. Yeah. Yeah, Adam, uh, pretty light injury-wise in this game, I see. Shy Smith. Yeah, he's got the shoulder injury, which he got he got hurt in the preseason. They do like him. Um, very happy with him. In fact, Greg was alluding to it. They feel like if Darnold processes like he did in training camp, because he didn't he did not look great in May and June, but if he continues on that trek like he showed in practice. They think their offense could really take off. And Dan Arnold has been a they, – they play him on third down. That's the way they used him in training camp. And now these passing situations. They're very happy with Tommy Tremble. Um, Ian Thomas, though, John, as I told you, is their starting tight end. And he did not play well last season, but the light went on, and he's uh, going to play a lot. Yeah, Tommy Tremble's got some juice. Um, it be interesting to see if they can utilize him. Moving on to Minnesota, Cincinnati, Greg uh, – Obviously, Joe Burrow is a great unknown here. Jamar Chase apparently struggling with the NFL football. Uh, but <laughs> we fully expect this defense to be improved in Minnesota. And you were talking about it last year. They, they were getting a lot of playing time in because of injuries. So, you know, guys got reps. And now they have a lot a of intriguing young players. Let's put it that way. I can't sit here and say that all these guys are going to be great. But they all have some intriguing traits that if they can develop, could be interesting like i i think that um you know dj wanham was a kid from south carolina who played meaningful snaps last year he's a long athletic kid you know he's an interesting player to me um you know obviously pierce is back this year after opting out they're 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 strong in the inside again which we know uh zimmer likes they've got pierce and they've got tomlinson i think sheldon richardson's back there as well yep. Yep. so i mean they actually have a, a a trio of D tackles. That's pretty good. This Armand Watts kid has shown when he's played. So they've got some interesting guys and, and they drafted Patrick Jones from the university of Pittsburgh in the third round. And he was a frustrating player to watch, but because he didn't play to his traits as much as he should have, but the traits exist. And Zimmer has been known to get the most out of players like that. Patrick Peterson, I feel very good about him. Uh, but, but I mean, I guess he could do it, right? But that's a man-to-man type of corner, right? Is that a tip-off? Well, gonna... no, I mean, they also, you know, look, they play a lot of quarters, cover four, and cover four ends up being a match-up zone concept. So, yeah, I, I, yeah. I don't necessarily think they, they're going to switch to become a pure man-to-man team. But cover 
cover four is a matchup zone concept. So that would be fine with for Peterson. This this I don't know, man. This seems a little tricky for me with with Burrow against against a good defense that can get after the quarterback and has quality depth at corner. I mean, Mackenzie Alexander in the slot. Well, he knows Tyler Board. He was a Bengal last year. I mean, this seems like a tough matchup here for Burrow. It could be, could be. And Harrison Smith is obviously a very smart player. Um, they signed Xavier Woods. He'll be the free safety. Um, no, this he had is a very good camp, by the way, John. He had a very good camp. Xavier Woods. In fact, one person with the Vikings told me they think this defense could be as good as 2017. You know how great they were then. Yeah, no, uh, and and obviously Barr is back. Kendricks is a really good player. This defense, if some of these young players just have normal development, is going to be better than people give them, you know, are giving them credit for now. We got injury-wise here, Adam. Uh, I guess Barr didn't practice. I don't know. Was that a day off? Yeah, I mean, it's Thursday. Let's see what happens tomorrow. Um, he had, he was fine in training camp in terms of health. Who was that? Uh, Anthony, Anthony Barr. Barr. Anthony Barr. Oh, By the right, way, right, they right, will be right. down Trey Waynes. Uh, the Bengals will. Yes. And he yep. is a starting corner. Yep, yep, yep. So, That's big. No doubt. no doubt. Very good news here. It's a great matchup. Uh, good Real good spot, Greg, for the Viking offense, right? To get off to a great start against these Bengals without Trey Waynes. Yeah, but I think they play their way. I mean, I don't think that their thought process necessarily is, hey, let's go after the corner. I think due to what Cousins is and he's good at what he is, they, they play a certain way. And I think that's the way they're going to play. Now, that doesn't mean they're never going to attack whoever the other corner is, but and, and I, I'm uh, the other corner would would be who for uh, for Cincinnati at this point. Well, it's not William Jackson because no. he left. Uh, who would that be? That would be oh a woozy. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. That's right. That's yeah. right. Yeah. Right. Oh, so, I mean, and Mike Hilton. They do have Mike Hilton now. Yeah, but he's a slot player. He's he's yeah. a terrific slot player, but he's not. He doesn't play on the outside. It's not going to matter against Minnesota. Well, they have Awuzie is is one corner. The other corner could well be Eli Apple. Who starts oh exactly exactly um that, exactly well he's listed as wayne's as backup so that's that's not great for the bengals san fran and detroit greg uh we know what the lions are we know that they're built to be they're a foot, yeah they're a football team they are they are they're also they animals. are we'll see they're also they are. mammals yeah. uh, they're also <laughs> felines but yeah um they're they're built to run the ball uh, and lean lean behind their their old line, which you know we think is great potentially. I don't know about uh, Panay Sewell, but uh, talk about how difficult you think that that will be for them, you know, without a great supporting passing attack against these Niners. The Niners have tremendous depth on their D line. The Niners are a little bit old school. They're a physical defense, physical football team. Um, I think they'll struggle to run the ball, but I think that's going to be the approach that the Lions take and. Uh, and look, I didn't study Panay Sewell in, in the um, in the preseason, but you know, people and Adam knows what I'm talking about. Someone who did said he had a very poor preseason, so yeah. I did not study him. But he has not played at a good level, and smart people have said he actually shouldn't even start at this point. So, but he will. So I, I look. Yeah, I don't know. They, they they would view, given that they drafted Sewell, they would view their offensive line as being arguably the strength of their team. And we'll see if that plays out. I don't believe it will be that week one, though. Yeah, going to be a tough go at them here. No no question. And uh, they're going to be likely playing from behind here. Going to be rough. And on the other side, like Trey Lance, do you think, Adam, maybe they don't roll? I think will be available. Yeah, I think he's going to be available. It's just a matter of do they run the package. You know, do you think this injury could, you know, 
preclude them from running. I think it'll be okay. I actually think it'll be okay to throw the football. I do, because he threw it yesterday, and he's throwing it today, as I understand it. So, Okay, well. I'm curious to see what Kyle has in mind here, because, Mm -hmm. you know, Mm -hmm. he's a lot smarter than I am, but Jimmy G, to me, is a rhythm player. And, you know, I'm curious to see what his approach is with Lance. It's one thing to bring him in on third and two in a given situation or, or tight red zone, but I'd be surprised. Uh, but again, I'm not there and Kyle's smarter than I am. I'd be surprised if you see Garoppolo with one possession, then Lance with a possession, yeah, oh, yeah. Garoppolo with a possession, then yeah. Lance with a possession. That would surprise me. Like a taste some hell thing though. I mean, that, that, that would, I, yeah, I think to me, that would be what you'd more likely mm-hmm. see. Sure. Sure. Greg, has your opinion of Trey Lance changed at all over the last five weeks? Because, okay. Cause it seemed like uh, five weeks ago, you were a little bit more inclined to just throw him out there because Kyle's so good and he's so gifted. Well, I mean, I'm look, I'm a believer in playing young quarterbacks. You you can debate that forever. There's different people have different points of view. They're they're all valid. I'm not saying I'm right. I'm a believer in that just as an abstraction. Yeah. But this is a really good football team. Right. Okay. They have a chance to be one of those teams that everybody talks about going worst to first because they're solid throughout. They only mm-hmm. have a couple of positions with question marks. Um, you know, Garoppolo, for whatever reason, and, and I don't believe Jimmy G played really well last year, even when he was healthy. Yeah. Uh, but Garoppolo was the quarterback in 2019, and I believe they were in the Super Bowl. I'm getting old, but I believe. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He, he was a throwaway potentially from winning it. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, I think that they want in their mind more consistency at the position. I'm not sure Lance Mm -hmm. is ready to be consistent. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And I think I'm with you most of the time when a team gets an early number one pick at quarterback, it's because they stink and there's not a good option behind them. But when there is like there is here, I, I don't necessarily see a rush. That's been my position all year, but Adam real quick for the lions, uh, Deandre Swift did practice Thursday. Told you. Gonna what do you, what do you think here? I mean, is, I hate to match. I don't like the matchup at all, but right. you know, right. he's, he's the guy. I mean, he's definitely gonna be the guy. So if they're playing from behind, which they will be, well, he, DeAndre look, Swift. Williams could Greg's better talk about this in terms of pass protection, but I mean, I'm sure Williams is better. Right. That that's kind of what my thinking is in terms of who right. would be the hurry up back. Yeah. That's I a tough he, one, Greg. Yep. Yeah. Speaking yeah, of tough. I, yeah. Go ahead. I, I don't know the answer to that specifically. You know, Swift is, is a better receiver. Williams is a better pass protector. Exactly. But I mean, desperate times, if they're down 20. I well, mean, I mean, obviously they have a plan for whatever the game presents, but I'm sure they believe going into the game as they should that the game they will not be down yeah. 20. Oh, by the way, you Greg, know. did you did you see Jamar Jefferson? Yeah. He's pretty good now, he's, right? He's pretty did, interesting back. Yeah. Real nice. He's the yeah. three. Yeah, he's, he's going he's an interesting to be a player. Back. I can't speak to his pass protection, so I won't. But no, right. he's an interesting back. They've got a trio of backs that are pretty that's what they want their offense to be, and then have Goff work the play action pass game, which we know Goff can do because that's what he did mm-hmm. with the Rams. Yeah. Adam, how real quick, how bad is this Lion D, though? I mean, whew. you just don't have the personnel overall is secondary. It's just, the secondary. It will corners the problem. Well, Akuda did not play well. Uh, Melifuano, we'll see. He's a third rounder. Let's see how he does. Awarie did not play well. I know they liked him last year, but the kid out of Pennsylvania. No, Awarie did not play well. Though I know he really didn't play well, but he's got length. Hard. He's got, 
yeah, Okuda is tough to make a, a real firm judgment because yeah. he was hurt a lot. Yeah. When he was in, he had he was up and down. But you know, let's we'll see if he can stay yeah. healthy. I, the I, they should, they they're gonna they're gonna struggle. You know, I'll I'll, I'll go out on a limb. I think they're gonna struggle. I just don't think the town's good enough on defense. Jaguars Texans. We can we can proceed without the Texans. But Adam, uh, your feel, your thoughts, your guess on on the workload between James Robinson and Carlos Hyde. I had James oh, Robinson, Robinson a higher. Robinson is the man. I mean, he's, they love him. Um, now obviously ETN would have cut into that in a big way had he not gotten hurt, but no Robinson's the three down back. So he doesn't wear down. Hyde will get some time, but it's, that's really the backfield there. And then we'll see about um, Duke Johnson could help them in, 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 on third down whenever they want to sign him off the practice squad. Some of the guys fear Carlos Hyde is going to be a bigger threat to James Robinson. Yeah. So I had Robinson at like six. He's this really good running back. He's, he's I, I'd be what you'd have to define that. What does that mean? Like what? I don't see that being a big deal. Right. Uh, but we do know, Greg, this was one of the worst run defenses last year. I, I don't see how it gets any better. Right. So you mean Houston uh, or yeah, they're terrible. terrible, brutal. What did you think of Tre uh, Trevor Lawrence this summer, Greg? How much did you see of him up and down? Uh, I, I, I thought he did some good things in that final preseason game. He's going to get pressure up the middle. I thought there was a particular, uh, I think it was one of his touchdowns where um, actually James Robinson did a phenomenal job picking up the inside blitz. And what I liked about Trevor is he trusted the protection. He didn't flinch at mm. all. You know, sometimes you see a quarterback drop back and even though the rusher might be six, seven yards away from him, he just doesn't trust his protection. And you can just see his body just kind of start to break down. And sometimes quarterbacks recover from that. But I love the fact that Trevor Lawrence was was oblivious to it because he knew it was going to be picked up. And, and mm -hmm. that's a real positive because he's going to get pressure up the middle. That's that to me is his weak spot that he has to work through as an NFL quarterback. Oh, well, good one to keep an eye on. Um, but this week, Adam, there there are corners. Everything is just bad. I mean. Desmond King, I thought was a good player about three years ago. I don't think he is anymore. Terrence Mitchell, Vernon Hargraves. Wow. So what yeah, a great I mean, assignment they, for Trevor. Yeah, I mean, trading Roby. The reason why they did that, they they want picks because Bill O'Brien, as you know, John, just destroyed the roster. He traded away future picks to try to win now. It didn't work. So Nick Casario, the new GM, he's handled this situation where they didn't have a first or second round pick this year. He's trying to build for the future, and the best way to do it until they trade Watson is to go get picks and really a very interesting trade. And you're right. This is going to be a get-well uh, defense for your fantasy players, John. They, The way that they slapped this thing together, a bunch oh, of mid-level so free agents, it's been, it's been panned by a lot of personnel people that I know, and rightfully so. Seattle, Indy, Greg, what are you expecting uh, from Carson Wentz and the offense here in their, their first game? Obviously, uh, I would think, you know, obviously keep it simple, run the ball. They, they, they do have two, two good backs, but do you have any, anything in particular you're interested in seeing with Carson, you know, any design movement? I doubt that, you know, does he throw to the backs? I mean, what are you looking for with Carson? You know, I don't have a real good answer for that. I mean, yeah. uh, you know, Wentz missed a lot of time. Um, I, I, you know, the thing about Wentz is you want to get him comfortable doing certain things, but sometimes he doesn't play that way, even when when it's there for him to play that way. So I don't really know the answer to that. You know, I'd love I'm sure they'd love to get him in rhythm, but he he's tends to hold the ball at times. So yeah. I, I, I don't know. Maybe Adam has, you know, information, but 
I don't really know what to expect from Carson Wentz week one. Yeah, my issue with him, John, the first thing I'm going to watch is his accuracy. Yeah, um, there you go. I, that to me is the number one thing. He was so bad last year with his, his mechanics were atrocious. Right. I mean, super bad where coaches I trust who look at his tape. Cause there are a couple teams that I know were involved in it. They were alarmed at how bad his footwork was alarmed. And he deserved to get benched. I, and mentally, John, where is he now? I know he's happy because he got traded. He wanted out of Philly. But yeah. Let's and he's back with Frank, Wright. But let's see, cause it was a disaster last season. Yeah, it's brutal. Uh, this defense, though, Greg, uh, st still not brutal. You know, it's so weird that Seattle, you know, their offense fell off so far. And you're like, all right, well, you know, offseason we can adjust. And their only adjustment really was getting Gerald Everett. I mean, so can, can we realistically expect them to improve all that much? You're talking about Seattle's offense? Yeah, I mean, it's the same Metcalf and Lockett. And we'll see about Gerald Everett. Otherwise, it's the exact same team from last year, minus uh, Carlos Hyde, by the way. Right. I mean, I think we know that that Pete Carroll wants it to be a run-first offense. So Chris Carson's I, the guy. Right. They, they're counting on, on Penny, I assume, but they still have Alex Collins, who kind of fits well as a complimentary back. He's been there before. Um, beyond that, I mean, we know Russell Wilson can be spectacular. He was not very good down the stretch at all. I watched his last seven, eight games on tape, and he was actually bad. Um, the, the, the cumulative numbers make it look like he had a great year, but he was not very good down right. the stretch. This is not and, a defense you're going bombs away against either, by the way. No, I mean, they're playing a defense that uh, played more cover two than any in the league. They don't blitz very much. You know, we talk about Buffalo being fundamentally sound. This is a very fundamentally sound defense. So, you know, more than likely, there's not a lot of big play opportunities. Uh, but again, week one, you, you do never know. But uh, I think there'll be a run first off. That's what Pete Carroll wants them. Yeah, to this do. could be a boring game, actually, like like 17, 15 or something. Arizona, Tennessee, Adam, the state of the Cardinals secondary Terrible. here. Terrible corner. They're just I cannot believe that they. They're putting these. I just can't believe it. I mean, they've the front seven is going to be good. Uh, they get um, Jones back, Chandler Jones back from his injury. But man, I, I just I have a hard time believing they're going to put these corners out there. But they do. They're bad, and it's this is another get well secondary corner, man. If your if your team can protect, uh, and and the, the, the Titans, I know talking to them uh, last week, they're really happy with their offensive line. They just got back um, the guys off of uh, the COVID list, so their line is going to be good. Uh, I like this Titan offense. And, John, you're going to see a little different mindset from uh, Arthur Smith to Todd Downing. Downing, from talking to guys who work with him, he's more of a matchup guy. Yeah, sure. We know it's going to start with Henry. That's a foundation. That's certainly not going to change. But they're going to take advantage of, you know, if they're playing a game like this, they'll attack yeah. those corners, man. You're not going to have to worry about that. When they throw, they're going to go after. And, by the way, they're, you could take either corner. They're, 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 the Cardinals are, are very weak at, on their outside corners. Byron Murphy, was he a first round or second round pick? I think he was, a, was he a supplemental pick? He was a second round pick in 2018. Um, Byron Murphy's not a bad player. He's their best okay. corner. The question best is, corner. does he move in the slot versus three wide? Because he'll play outside in the base. And then who's the third corner? I'm, you know, they did draft Marco Wilson from the University of Florida, who was a three-year starter in the SEC. Um, from what I've heard, he's at a good training camp. Is he the third corner? I don't know the answer to that. They come out slinging it, though, if uh, Todd Downing uh, is a matchup guy. 
selectively slinging it. Yeah, I would I don't, say. Yeah, exactly. I don't see them slinging it. Yeah. Oh, I know. I know. Just throwing it on. Not out with Henry. No, no, no. It would have to be John if they were behind a lot. Um, but it, it, I just, um, cause you know, that Ferks is an okay tight end. I mean, he's been a nice story, but it's the, the question is now with Julio and, and AJ Brown, by the way, AJ Brown's fine. I'm told yesterday's a maintenance day. He's having the same issue he did last year with that knee. Yeah. And they're just going to make sure he gets through the season. Okay. Um, Josh Reynolds is their third receiver, but uh, by the way, I like Furtzer a lot more than you just said. Okay, all right. Well, I just know the way they. Feel I mean, he's not going to be a high volume. He's not catching ninety balls, right? Talking fantasy, yeah, he's okay, but, but he's, he's okay. actually pretty athletic, you know. Uh, and and because he doesn't catch a lot of balls, no one thinks yeah. about him. But but they use him on intermediate and at times vertical routes. He can run the scene. And I'm I'm interested, John, to see how they use Josh Reynolds this year. Yeah, yeah. I think Ferks's role will probably be about unchanged from last year, um, which I guess surprised some people when, when Janu left, but obviously you, you add uh, Julio Jones into that mix as well. And you add in and Reynolds, Greg, um, we know what the Cardinals are going to do. They're going to spread them out four receivers on the field at times, three to four receiver sets. They've got the guys yeah. and the Titans. How can the Titans match up to this? You know, they don't rush to pass. So they do have some pretty good corners though. Good depth at least. Uh, well, look, their, their their defense last year was poor. They were the worst third down defense in the league. They were not very good in the red zone. So they have a lot of work to do this year. So we'll see. I mean, right now, Farley's not listed as a starter, but he's going to have to play in this game because they're going to face four wide receivers. Um, so, you know, I'm, I'm very curious to see how, how they match up because they're going to play with Fulton, who's a second year player, and Jenkins as, on the outside. Um Oh, real quick, Greg. They said that uh, Jenkins had a really good camp. They 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 think he's they're very happy to have him. Because how did Jenkins play last year for the Saints? You know, I didn't study just him personally, so I, I okay. can't answer that. But I was going to say that yeah. I love Elijah Molden, and uh, I thought that he was a really good college player at the University of Washington. I think he's a slot player. I think he's you can use him in multiple ways. He's Tyron Matthew-esque. He's not, wow. you know, obviously Matthew's great, hmm. but Molden is, has a little bit of that to him and he's super competitive. I like Elijah Molden. It would not surprise me if he's their slot. Chargers and the football team. Greg, do you agree with our assessment or at least mine that this is a tough spot because I do not have Justin Herbert very high in the rankings. I, I feel like this is scary here. Cross country, you know, Chase Young against a, a rookie left tackle. Um, Eckler out of practice again on Thursday. I, I am concerned. Am I overreacting? Well, you talked about a low scoring game with the Seahawks and Colts. This could be a low scoring game. <clears throat> I mean, I, you know, again, that, that Chargers O line is totally revamped, and there's no question that Lindsley at center and, um, uh, who's the right tackle for Bulag at right tackle and the rookie yeah. at left tackle in their mind, it's much, much better, but it's still the first game. They didn't play their regulars. Uh, the football team, their D line is arguably the best in the NFL. Uh, and it's, and it's really good across the board. So um, now they've got a few questions in the secondary, but they're really good up front. Well, we do have a total of 44, which is not great. Adam, uh, would you be panicking if you had Austin Eckler now? I mean, it's the first two. Tomorrow, no, but here's the thing. He's got a soft tissue injury. That's why he's not working. If he doesn't work tomorrow, then I'd be pro if, as long as he's out there and his limit, I expect him to play. 
he's had soft tissue injuries. They, they know how to treat it. I'm not happy, obviously, if I'm a Charger fan or if you have Eckler for fantasy. Now, by the way, if he does not play, it's a committee. That that's the way that I see it. I don't know that there's anyone to separate himself. Probably Jackson, but, though. Yeah, I, although I think you and I have talked about this privately. I think at one point, Roundtree has a chance to take the job at some oh, point sure. later in the season. I would agree with you. I would agree yeah. with you. Yeah, he... Uh, you, they, you like Larry them, Roundtree? They're, they're pretty happy like Larry Roundtree. Quite that's a bit. why they kept him, John, because they're pretty happy with him. Oh, they, God, yeah. Oh, hell yeah. You know, j- just, uh, I mean kind of a guy greg right but i mean he's one of those guys you know if you need well, him and you, and you give him the, the ball, reason he's he'll, the reason he's yards. Drafted, yeah the reason he's drafted where he was is because he's not a breakaway guy he's not what people view as special he's a right. grinder he's in many ways a similar back to a to a uh, a moss with buffalo you know those kinds of guys that are kind of tough, ah. physical competitive yeah. grinders yeah. gotcha well adam it doesn't look good for curtis samuel either yeah, I, I'd be shocked if he plays. It's the same injury which he had, by the way, back in uh, June. Uh, Diami Brown will get plenty of playing time, assuming that uh, Samuel uh, doesn't play, which should be the case. Yeah. And uh, Cam Sims, who's a big guy, he'll also get some time. But Brown is the shot play guy, man. I'm very interested to see what happens here. They they do have Adam Humphreys. He'll be, yeah, he'll be out there. Yep. Um, yep. He's a little under the radar. Um, mm-hmm. but, uh, I, Greg, that's the beauty of Terry McLaurin though, right? Like you, you line him up anywhere, right? He's anywhere. Well, you could, you can, I mean, I think he's a good player. I think in an ideal world, they don't view him as a true big time one, but, yeah, that's true. but he's their one. That's mm-hmm. a fair point. Yeah. I thought they'd go big at receiver, but no, they went the other way. They, they went with a skinny fast guy, a shot play guy. And, um, yeah, I'm sure the, the beard will play well. The Cleveland Browns and the KC Chiefs. I don't know, man. I, I just have this really bad vibe about, about KC and all that. And Greg, you know, they're going to be breaking in five new starters. And this this Brown D, I, I respect them. Uh, your thoughts on how good this Brown D might be this year? I mean, they've got better players because of what they did in, in free agency. And uh, I mean, obviously, John Johnson is a really good safety. And that was a major signing for them. Um, who's going to start Adam opposite Denzel Ward? Is it going to be Greedy Williams or Greg Newsom? Um, Greg Newsom, I for one understand had better camp, so that's the way I would expect it. But we will see. We'll see. Well, uh, but no, they're 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 solid. I mean, obviously Garrett's terrific. Um, you know, they're they're a, a solid defense. They're certainly better players than they had a year ago. Um, I know that they really. I know the coordinator um, loves Grant Delpit, so I'm very curious to see what his role in this defense is. Greg, you and I talked about this a little bit. Part of my weird feeling, and look, it may be a Super Bowl hangover, but, you know, just visions of Mahomes kind of running for his life. And, and you know, he's been living and dying off the improv, and he's been living large. But, you know, lately I'm wondering maybe we, we might start you know, dying a little bit once in a while with Patty Mahomes and the off script stuff. Yeah. It's always hard to, to know what the answer to that is. He he's makes a ton of plays off script. Everybody just seems to accept that that's his game. And in some ways it is um, it's the reason as Adam knows, he was the 10th pick in the draft and not the first or second, because a lot of people just thought, Hey, you can't play like that in the NFL and you can't argue with what he's done up to this point. But much of what he does is off script. No question. Do you, would you expect Edwards Alaire to, to be a bigger factor for his role to change? I mean, his role to change? No. 
I think that ultimately Edwards Alaire is, you know, if he can become Brian Westbrook, that would be phenomenal for Andy Reid, but he's not going to get 310 carries. Yeah, I think the one thing, Adam, is uh, a lot of the catches last year were just your basic checkdowns. I'm just wondering, can we expand it out here and do more things with Edwards Alaire? Yeah, look, the other thing is, and you were talking about Westbrook, and I remember Westbrook telling us that he had to build his body up over time. He, this kid is really small, CEH. We saw last year with Darrell Williams at the goal line. I'm not, I would not be surprised if that continues to happen. But you're right, though, John. The area where he needed to get better is pass protection. Yeah. And that's the hope is that they give him more volume in that area. Uh, that's why they drafted him. That's why they took him in the first round. Let's not forget, I know it was at the end of the round. But they thought, and it was Andy's call, his, his control, uh, Andy wanted someone who could catch the ball like that. So I, I, I agree with you, John. I expect his role to grow in that area. Miami, New England. Greg, I asked you this on the podcast, but which young quarterback do you have more confidence in in this game the, the, based on them and, and their matchup, Tua or Mac Jones? Well, you know, the, the Maybe that's a shot that... on Tua, maybe. Yeah, I mean, I think they both have some some concerns given who they're playing. Mac Jones is playing a Miami defense that's very difficult to play against. They do a lot of movement pre-snap, a lot of multiple front looks. They have amoeba fronts where no one has their hand on the ground. They move people around. They drop people out late. This is a tough week one assignment for, for Mac Jones. Adam, but everything we hear is, so far, Mac Jones has the answer. Basically, to every question asked. From a mental standpoint, starting in May, the, the, you know, as one person said with the Patriots, the, the competition was really over after OTAs, but you had to have it in training camp. And um, Mac Jones is such an elite processor. This is coming from the Patriots, uh, from uh, one person who would know. But the, the question will always be, when it gets cold, can he drive the football? You can't just throw everything within 15 yards, but we'll see. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm pleasantly surprised he's been this good. I understand he's smart, but I do want to see my hesitation is I want to see when the games count. I want to see this, especially this week with who they're playing, John. Yeah. That's going to be fun. I, you know, I know it's his first game, so you can't expect him to play great, but if Mac Jones handles the mental part of it, John, we might be on to something. We'll see. And the Patriots, Greg are smart. Obviously uh, they know what they need to do. Uh, so get ready for a lot of Damien Harris, right. And, and some James White. And I think you'll see Stevenson as well. Could be oh, right there. Okay. okay. Yeah. Could be right there. Um, for Miami in that matchup, uh, I know Tua had a pretty, pretty good showing. Granted, I don't, you know, he wasn't touched. Uh, I saw a lot of clean pockets and he did make that one boat bonehead play. No Stefan Gilmore uh, for New England, but um, are we going to learn anything about Tua or is it, you know, let's ask in November, basically? I mean, well, you we're know. not gonna we're not gonna decide what he is based on this game. No, but you know. are we gonna learn anything? Like, well, yeah. I mean, I think we, <clears throat> I think most people have a sense of what Tua is and what he has to be to be a good player. I don't think that's a mystery, John. You know, he's a rhythm player. They've got weapons. Fuller's out this week, but they've they've still got weapons. So yeah, they they've do. got a tight end too, so who can who can run the seam. So uh, he's he's actually blessed with very good receivers to throw to the question is what their run game will look like but but I, I think Tua as what he is as a quarterback I don't think that there's any confusion yeah. about that I, I, yeah, I want to like him this. more than I do but I do like him Go he ahead, actually Adam. my understanding was that he processed better more decisive with his reads 
as you said, John, I know you've been talking about this. They've loaded up with quality pass targets. The issue with him is also one of them is their offensive line has not been as good as they yeah. thought it would be. With I would feel better about him if that wasn't the case. Yeah. And that's something we need to something that I think you and I are going to address a lot on our show more this year than we have in the past on particularly uh, tomorrow is keep an eye on offensive line play because the Dolphins made some changes and they thought this would help. And so far, and then obviously this week, yeah, the left tackles out. That's not good. So he's on the COVID list. No chance of returning. Um, I don't, it might be, if it he's might be vaccinated, Sunday, I, I, he might have a chance. There might be a situation where it might be available Sunday morning. I'm not sure yet. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's tough. Uh, Green Bay and New Orleans. Uh, I thought that was a pretty wise trade by the saints getting a uh, Bradley Roby. Um, Hey, it's mm-hmm. not like they're giving up, right? Roby was pretty damn good last year, but um, this is a tough matchup uh, for Jameis, I, I feel. Greg, I mean, this Green Bay defense is pr- quite stingy. I, I'm not I'm not loving Jameis in this game with some shaky weapons. Um, yeah, I mean, I think you'll see a different offense than uh, different looks than they had with Breeze because Jameis, I think you'll see more play action down the field, more more schemed vertical shots. I think you'll see that with Jameis because he can make those throws. Breeze couldn't make those throws later in his career. But, uh, yeah, you're right. I mean, this is not an easy matchup by any stretch of the imagination. And, well, I don't really have much here otherwise on the Saints for Green Bay. What about the – You'll see a lot of more on Adams. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um. We were talking with a, a Saint guy, Adam and I, uh, on SiriusXM, and he was talking about that interior, their D line. No, oh, the D tackle situation is bad. bad. Quite thin here, Greg. Yeah, very thin, very thin. Ooh, could you imagine if uh, we're up by eighteen points in the second half, we start feeding AJ Dillon the ball? Well, that could well happen, but but yeah, no, they some of these names, a lot of people probably don't even know who they are. <laughs> exactly. What do you think of AJ Dillon? Greg, I like AJ Dillon. Um, I'm ve- what I'm very curious to see, and again, we don't know the answer to this, is what the the share is between Dillon and Aaron Jones. Right. Because right. Dillon right. was a second round pick. It, he certainly fits what Matt Lafleur wants his offense to be. Uh, obviously, they signed Aaron Jones. It's not like he's going anywhere. But I, John, what, who do you think ends up with more carries this season? Well, how about I do have Jones, but not by much. How about like a Tiki Barber, Brandon Jacobs hmm. type of timeshare? Because Maybe. Aaron Jones doesn't seem like a guy they want to give more than 200 carries to, and they probably want to run it 400 times. So I think A.J. Dillon is going to get 175 to 200 carries. And I think there could be games, depending on how they play out, where he gets 25 carries. Right. on totally. the If it's a blowout, right. If they're up big, sure. Look, there's no. I mean, am I crazy for seeing something special with this guy if he gets volume, A.J. Dillon? Well, what, what does special mean? In in that role that he could truck people, run over people, you know, he's got like Jacobs. long speed, <laughs> you know, like like kind of a poor man's Derrick Henry with a but, a but a better receiver. He's actually got pretty quick feet and can find space. Hmm. Yeah. Hmm. No, he's an interesting back. I I mean, look, as we said, he's a second round pick. They didn't draft him not to play him. He's very under the radar, Adam. A lot yep. of people aren't talking about him. That we are. Yeah, um, no, I, I, I think it'll be touch total. I think it'll be 60-40 touch split. 
Um, Jones is going to be the primary ball carrier, but as Greg said, it's a good point. Look, they're going to be really good. And I know they're excited about Joe Barry, the new D coordinator. So if they're up big, John, yeah, that Dylan absolutely could pile it up. Having a guy who having a running back with size on a really good football team, we know over the years, these guys are the closers more often than not. So yeah, I, I like that point that Greg made. Yeah, and I think Dylan again is is going to be a factor in in the first quarter. So it's not going to be just the closer. You know, I think it's be a series. Yeah, thing. but I, Jones will be the primary ball carrier in normal. If the game's tight, it's yeah. going to most likely be Jones. Uh, Denver and, and the Giants. Uh, Greg uh, James Bradbury is one of the few corners who who did travel. If they continue that trend, we're wondering Sutton or Judy. I got to go Sutton there. Mm. The bigger receiver. Yeah. As far as what, just in terms of if James Bradbury travels, is he uh, on Sutton or Jerry Judy? uh, He'd be on Sutton, in my opinion. Yeah, that's what I thought. That's what I thought. I mean, he typically does that, right? Like the bigger corner. He's a big corner. He wasn't. He wasn't a matchup corner every game last year. It was selective. Yeah. Right. Right. Well, I mean, they were a high percentage zone team a year ago. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we're looking for any angle we can get. I mean, if it's only. 35% 35% of the time, you know, Hey, that maybe Judy makes a play or two on, on a corner, not named James Bradbury, but uh, you know, do you just believe that this giant D will continue to be good and improve? I mean, they were good last year. I mean, will they stay good? I do think that they'll continue to improve. Yeah. I think, I think they're one of those defenses because the, everybody focuses on Daniel Jones, obviously in the offense, but I think the giant defense was actually pretty good a year ago. And I think they'll, they'll continue to get better. I do. Are we going to see um, Adam uh, Kadaris, Tony, and what are your thoughts on He's uh, close. Galladay? He's close. Yeah. He worked a lot and Galladay almost certainly bar- barring a setback will play. What about Ingram though? He, is he out again today? Uh, yeah. He's not expected to play with his calf strain. Unbelievable. Well, and then of course, Barkley. Um, Look, yeah, it's looking good. Barring a setback. Now he needs, I want to see what happens tomorrow. But right now he is looking good. You went 16 to 18 touches. Was that your range? Yeah. In the first game. Yeah, exactly. That's yeah. kind of the way I look at it. Yeah. We, we projected 16 here. Um, when Daniel Jones does throw it, I mean, it's a boy, it's a leap of faith, Greg. Uh, what do you think of this uh, Denver secondary here? I mean, they, they've got a lot of talent at corner. Denver has a really good defense kind of in my view, a defense that's being a little bit overlooked. I think they have a chance to have a really solid defense. Um, you know, they drafted Sertan, who obviously I loved his tape. Um, we'll see, you know, how that goes. I actually like the kid, and I guess he's now, a, he, he might be a backup now, um, but I like the kid. I don't even see him on the depth chart, so is, is he hurt? The kid who is um, Ojemudia? Oh, Mike, oh, oh, from uh, with Denver? Yeah. Yeah. He must be hurt. He's yeah, on he IR. Yeah, he's on IR. Yeah, he's there you on go. IR. So he's not playing week one. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, they got Kyle Fuller. They got Darby. They've got Sertan. Um, their their safeties are solid. Simmons is a good player. Kareem Jackson is a solid player. This is a pretty good defense. I mean, yeah. So this is not a this is scary. I don't like this matchup for. Well, no, because the Giants right now their offensive tackles have not shown the ability to pass protect with any meaningful consistency, and that's a problem. So they can get pressure and cover on the back end. Jeez. Well, the, the thing is, is they don't have to get pressure by adding to the pass rush. Exactly. That's yeah. the point. They don't have to add numbers to the pass rush. Right. Yeah, exactly. Thanks to the giant O-line. Bears, Rams, 
And I think Adam, I think the Rams are going off here. Uh, I think the bear defense is a little ripe for the picking. Oh, uh, you say that, but they're going to be more aggressive with Sean Desai. I know they're really excited. He's their new D coordinator. He's, they believe he'll be more aggressive than, uh, than uh, Pagano. So I don't know. I, I, the only issue they have is a corner. They Jaylen don't have Johnson, the bodies they, to match up with all the Ram yeah, guys. I know it is a problem. They're, you're right. They're, other than Jalen, they love this Kindle Vildor, one of the all-time great names. But That is a good name. Now he's a starter. Let's see. You're what do right. you think, Greg? I agree. You're right. What do you think, Greg, here? I mean, you know, SoFi Stadium, home opener, Stafford, shiny new toys, and I, I think this defense is beatable, vulnerable. Yeah, it certainly is. I mean, not only Vilder, who I, I remember watching him last year, and he did stand out. I, mm-hmm. I I didn't notice who this kid was. I had to look him up. I didn't know who he was. Um, yep. Yep. Uh, but they're going to have to face a lot of three wide, and then we'll see who their slot corner is, and we'll see, you know, it might be Duke Shelley. We'll see. They, I think as you go deeper into their corner situation, you start to worry a little bit. You are with me on the Sony Michelle narrative uh, to remind you, which is what I think Sony Michelle has a chance if healthy to take over as the lead back here, the, the one back, the number one over Daryl Henderson. I think if both players are at their best and there goes my camera, but if both players are at their best, I think that Sony Michelle is a better option than, than uh, Daryl Henderson. Um. You know, that's hard. I think Henderson's more explosive. Michelle's more of a grinder. Um, I don't think this offense needs the back to be explosive in the way we think of long touchdowns. I think they want this offense to to be an on-schedule offense so they can run what they want to do with the play-action pass game. There we go. Yeah, you know, so yeah, I mean, I think Michelle will end up being the number one back here. Okay. I was kind of listening. I do. Adam, yeah, do you I agree? Do. Yeah, absolutely. Because they do not believe Henderson is built for a volume run game. Yep. I agree with Greg that he's explosive. I think it would work better with him as a second back. Uh, Michelle, look, he's back with the guy that uh, Thomas Brown had coached him for a year at Georgia. This is a big deal. That's why they traded for him. So I expect Michelle to eventually take over. And by the way, they gave up two picks. Yeah. Two picks for a guy on the final year of his rookie deal. That That was a lot. But the Rams do that. And then for the Bears, you know, how much of a hit, Greg, in your mind, did this Ram defense take in the in the offseason here? Lost a couple of key players, Brockers, Johnson, you know, how much of a hit do you think they'll take? Um, you know, that's hard to know. New coordinator, too, Raheem New coordinator. Morris, so the defense will look a little different. Um, you know, I think they're pretty solid in the secondary. Uh, Taylor Rapp will replace John Johnson. He's a different player, so he might have to be used differently. Um, you know, if, if you just look at their personnel, it's not great. They have two dominant, dominant players, obviously, in Aaron Donald and Jalen Ramsey. Um, but no, there, there's some you look at this defense and you think, okay, who are the really great guys on it after those two? Floyd and, was good last year. Who Leonard Floyd? Yeah, he was pretty good last year. You're right. Yeah. And I think to myself, I don't know how what they're going to look like in terms of schematics because you have a new coordinator. Yeah, and I guess all the fantasy people want to know, oh, Jalen Ramsey on Allen Robinson, but not not so easy, not so fast, right? Well, Jalen Ramsey was not used very often a year ago as a matchup corner, but that was under uh, you know Brandon Staley. We don't. True. This is what we don't know. All right, Adam. Well, we we're done. Uh, Greg is done. How about that? 
uh, oh. 10 minutes, uh, one hour, huh? Wow. Uh, huh? As you like to say, wow. Terrific. All um, right. Well, I'm going to, uh, that means I can say goodbye, huh? See ya. Can. I'm going to go yeah. home now. Yeah, there you go. There you go. Be home by uh, seven o'clock Eastern, Greg. Look I at that. A they, and I believe they tell me there's a game on tonight. Yes, yeah, sir. 820 kickoff. So just FYI there. Hopefully I can stay awake for beyond the first quarter. Ah, you'll be fine. And we'll talk with you on the uh, radio tomorrow morning. All right. Will you watch the tape though? How much of the tape will you watch? Uh, it depends what time I wake up in the morning. If, you know, if I'm in right. at six, I'll get through, some, you know, some things. But, well, knowing uh, the two teams that you'll be, it'll be a lot of plays. So, well, but, you know, I'll, I may just watch specific things depending on how the game gotcha. plays out. All right. Well, let our producer know. So, cause I, I never know. Um, sometimes right, I do. Right. Uh, all right, guys. All right. There it goes. Thanks. There it goes. All right. Adam, uh, sure. we did cover, you know, the injuries of note here, but um, there aren't a lot of them, thankfully, yeah. other than what happened with Baltimore. So, so sad. Jeez. Unbelievable. Yeah. I mean, you agree with me that Le'Veon Bell and Freeman are done, right? Please. Well, Bell, Freeman totally looks done. Free, Bell has not been relative. I mean, he has not looked good in three, it'll be now three years. It was terrible last season. I know some people with the Chiefs thought he didn't match up. They're, they're, his running style is very unique. He just couldn't get the timing up, which is I'm sure there's some truth to that. But the bottom line is um, the only thing he could help them with immediately if he's able to be active, he's in the practice squad, is help in pass protection. Because you're asking Tyson Williams, really hasn't played yet. He to looks do that. good, though, man. He does. No, I know, but we're talking about pass protection. I'm not yeah, talking yeah, about yeah, yeah, early down work. They yeah. need someone to help in pass protection. But look, he's I, – I, by the way, I'm drafting right now in the NFFC. I think he won the eighth round just for – Oh, you're literally that. drafting right now? I am, yep. Look at yep. you multitasking. Yeah, I right, know you well, did it. I know you've done it before. Any uh, any other thoughts on on this week or tonight's game? Um, I'm I'm worried about Zach Martin uh, not being there with Tampa's defense. They're all they they're running it back. They're healthy. That does concern me. It does. My player props. I am going Zeke Elliott. I think it's over seventy eight point five rushing and receiving. Mm. I think he's going to catch four balls or okay. five. Okay. Um, and I actually like Gallup over three and a half catches. Because I do think they they'll put him in the slot a couple of times. He maybe. can run, but man, there I am up. By the way, I am now picking the last. Oh, I have the twelfth. See what happened is I had the twelfth pick. They do this third, whatever, what do you call it, third round reversal? Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I had the twelfth pick in the first round. So now I am. I've got the last pick here in the tenth round. The first pick in the eleventh. My team's loaded. I'll give it to you in a second. Let me. I'm probably going to take Justin Fields here as my backup. To Jalen Hurts. How about that, huh? I mean, there's no trading. But it's right. a good backup plan. Yeah, I'm uh, a cheat I'm looking, code backup plan. Yep, I'm looking at it right now. You've got one. Yeah, it's and I'm at pick number one. Yeah, sure. Hell yeah, I'm taking. I'm taking Justin Fields right here as my backup. There's my Look backup plan. Drafting before the season, like one hour before the season. I know. I, I timed it. Six oh five Eastern, and we'll be done about forty five minutes to an hour. Done well. Was well. that an endorsement for Jalen Hurts? By the way, you're Mr. Philadelphia Eagles. You yeah, I don't usually. Yeah, I did. I what happened was because I was going to take Stafford was my Stafford's been my plan in every draft. I've only have him in two. We have been foiled. Um, and I, I got sniped totally. Guys know how they, they they hear the show. But a lot of a lot of guys here are shy. In fact, I wonder if they are it, watching us now talking. Know that what I'm doing here, drafting. But um, <laughs> go get him, Mister C. Go get him. Sick I just did. I just took Goddard as my backup tight end. In fact, you know what I've done. I have this, I, this is the fourth draft out of seven I've done this. I've had Noah Fanton Goddard as my, 
and besides right. my tandem. A little yeah. Fanta Claus. So, yep. Well, pretty light week. And uh, if if you do have anything of note over the weekend, we, we are going to get that little insider note thing going again. Oh, yeah. That was fun, man. I had some – yeah, that's right. I got to actually – do you have archives of that stuff from last year? I want to oh, see yeah. That. We have archives of everything. All right. I want to look up what I put out last year. Okay. That's good. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, you know, re- I'll reach out to Ben. Uh, well, actually, Ben's listening right now. Okay. Um, and uh, we can set that up ahead of time and just sure. give you the Google Doc and you yep. fill it in. Yep. You let us know when you're done. We'll push it up on uh, Sunday morning. Some good Sunday morning reading. And uh, I think we wrap it up here. I mean, we don't want to belabor the damn point here. And um, week one's tough. We'll have a lot more information. Don't over, by the way, don't overdo it, folks. John's right. The 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 week one overreaction. I don't do that money show with you anymore on, on uh, Sirius XM Fantasy. I just can imagine the week one overreactions must be terrible. I try my best not to overreact. You know me. I'm I, I'm I, I can throw out some takes there, but I, I try right. my best. All right. All right. You know, I got you. I want to be a hot take guy. I'll right. be a, a medium take guy. All right. For <laughs> for, for Adam Kaplan, uh, a mild take guy. How about that? Yes. Um, yes. We thank Ben Kukanis. I'm John Hansen. Fantasy Points live stream here. It'll be every Thursday night, at least the matchup live stream. Also, very quickly, don't forget all of the other live streams that we've got here well we've got the fantasy points tailgate um that is saturday mornings at 10 30 but we also have the dfs uh cashing points live stream with graham and scott and john proctor at three o'clock on wednesdays um what else this one what's that oh yeah yeah i just i was yeah i just said that oh did i say wednesday oh my bad dog uh okay i did say say cashing points but i said the wrong day there's so much crap on there you know what it's too much content at fantasypoints.com i want a refund on my subscription it's too much content i am not spending enough time with my family but on that note uh we'll wrap it up good luck in week one and we'll catch on the flip side